You're listening to the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast, the weekly show sharing proven methods and systems in marketing, equipment, and customer service, educational and motivational, to help make your lawn care business an overwhelming success. Now here's your host, Julio Tomei. Welcome, Lawn Care Nation, to another episode of the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast. I'm your host, Julio Tomei, and this is episode number 57, entitled Equipment Recommendations for a Solo Startup. Well, hello, everybody, and thanks again for joining me this week on another episode of the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast. Uh, as always, I appreciate you guys tuning in and listening uh, to the episodes each and every week. And I hope you guys are all growing your businesses and uh, enjoying this uh, adventure that you have decided to embark on and, uh, you know, that enjoying that uh, newfound uh, sense of freedom and taking your own uh, destiny in your own hands. Um, just before I get started with the episode uh, this week, just a reminder, uh, if you guys uh, have not joined the mailing list yet, um, that you can do so at lawncarebusinesssuccess.com uh, and uh, just enter your email address uh, there for uh, uh, getting onto the mailing list and uh, you'll get some occasional emails with some relevant information and freebies and stuff that I uh, uh, put out there, uh, including the eight-page lawn care or landscape maintenance contract uh, that I uh, put out available that you can get right away once you uh, join the mailing list. Uh, and like I've said in the past, I use this more, not so much as a contract, but I use it more as a bid proposal uh, for uh, uh, properties or larger properties like uh, stratas, townhomes, complexes, and uh, commercial sort of uh, uh, properties. Uh, I use it uh, as a bid proposal for those sorts of things. Uh, and uh, just on another note as well, um, if you guys uh, listen to the podcast each and every week uh, and you enjoy listening to it and uh, you like listening uh, to the episodes, um, I would really appreciate uh, if you guys would leave me a review on iTunes. Um, this is probably the single most... Uh, important thing that you can do for me uh, if you want to give back. Um, not only does it let me know um, really um, how you guys like the podcast, um, but it also lets other people know. Um, and by doing that, uh, you know, if people are perusing um, and looking at all the different podcasts available and they read those positive reviews, um, you know, it just lets them know that uh, the uh, podcast is worth downloading, it's worth listening to, um, and, uh, you know, that inspires me as the numbers grow each and every week to continually uh, push out uh, new episodes and to, uh, you know, think of other topics and things to think of. Um, so I would... Um, uh, really uh, appreciate if you guys would take the time. I know that it's a bit of a pain to go through the process of uh, uh, writing a review. Um, uh, you can do so um, by going to lawncarebusinesssuccess.com. Go to the review page. There's a link there that will take you to um, the web version of iTunes where it lists the podcast and uh, uh 
at the end of each listing uh, for each episode, you'll see a, a click for details sort of button or open in iTunes, I think it's called. Um, you would click that. It would open it in uh, iTunes on your uh, uh, computer. And there is where you find the uh, ratings and reviews where you can uh, leave a review. So a bit complicated, I know, um, but I would appreciate if you guys would do that. That would be the single most uh, important thing uh, that you could do for me uh, as a way to give back. If you appreciate uh, listening to the podcast each and every week. Um, So if you guys could do that, I would, uh, like I say, greatly appreciate it. So this week's episode, uh, I want to talk about equipment recommendations for a solo startup. So if you're thinking about starting a lawn care business, what would I essentially recommend if you were to ask me, um, you know, what equipment uh, you should get? Um, Now, you have to bear in mind that the equipment that I would recommend is based on my experience and based on specifically uh, mowing lawns um, in the heart of the city um, or in suburbs of the city. Uh, And the types of lawns that I uh, mow on, uh, you know, 90% uh, of the time, uh, you're talking about lawns that are 10,000 square feet or less is uh, what my business is based on. Uh, Like I say, I have mowed uh, larger lawns. I have had uh, properties that are half acre, which would be roughly about 20,000 square feet. Um, I've had some three quarters of an acre. I have done some uh, that were an acre. In fact, when I first started out, uh, I still remember uh, pulling up to a house that had a one acre a property, and uh, all I had was my 21-inch commercial push mower, and being new to the business and not wanting to turn down work, um, I uh, accepted uh, the job uh, of mowing the lawn, this one acre with my 21-inch mower, and I still uh, remember to this day um, that it took me four hours uh, to mow that lawn using my uh, 21-inch mower. Um, but, uh, like I say, the majority of my lawns, uh, are all under 10,000 square feet. More specifically, they are roughly in the 7,000 square feet. So take that uh, into consideration when you think of, uh, or are, uh, listening to my recommendations. Um, but, uh, if I were to basically, uh, say, Give my uh, nephews, for example, advice. Uh, I have a couple of nephews, one uh, on my brother's side and one on my sister's side um, that are old enough now. They're uh, 18, 19, 20, you know, in that age range. Uh, If they were to come to me and ask uh, what, you know, that they wanted to start their own lawn care business, what would I recommend for them? Um based on my experience. So this is uh, sort of where I'm coming from uh, with this topic. Now, knowing uh, uh, my nephews and knowing that, uh, you know, they're both hard workers and that uh, they live in uh, suburbs, uh, although we don't live in the same areas, um, 
they both live in uh, suburbs that are similar to the one that I live in. So home sizes are about the same. Property sizes are about the same. Uh, so what would I recommend to them? Well, number one, I would tell them to uh, get themselves a pickup truck. And I would say, without a doubt, to not buy a brand new pickup truck. Um, I would say to just go out and buy a good, reliable, used pickup truck. As far as size goes, um, that would be uh, up to them and what they uh, planned on doing. Um, I would say a full-size pickup truck would probably be their best bet um, as far as buying something that they can use for a lot longer. Um, but if they wanted to, uh, uh, you know, get away with um, using a, uh, you know, Ford Ranger small-sized pickup truck, um, that is uh, possible as well. Um, but maybe just not the uh, best choice for a all around. Now, I know if you guys have listened to my uh, podcast, you're, you're going to say, well, you've been talking about in recent episodes how, um, you know, a Ford Ranger size pickup would be the perfect uh, vehicle for your type of business. Now, that's true, but that's saying, uh, for one, in my city uh, and my suburb, uh, and with all the dense growth and all these new houses that are coming up in uh, these uh, uh, smaller property sizes that they're subdividing, um, a little background, my area uh, where I'm at um, is uh, more of a farm type community. There's a lot of hobby farms. There was a lot of hobby farms uh, back in the day. Um, as its uh, you know population has grown, there's been more densification, more you know uh, sort of suburban type neighborhoods built. And as the years have gone by, they've gotten smaller and smaller as far as property sizes go. So for my area, this is what I would uh, you know. Uh, think for a mowing only crew that a small pickup truck but for these other um, uh, suburbs uh, where it's sort of uh, more older established uh, neighborhoods so the properties are you know that sort of larger size there's not the issues with parking and all that sort of stuff um, I would still say to go with a larger pickup to give you a more diverse range of services that you could offer as far as uh, being able to, say, do uh, uh, carry loads of mulch and stuff in the back of your pickup truck uh, when you're first starting out without the need of a trailer and things like that. So that's where I'm coming from as far as a pickup truck goes. Um, but like I say, I would uh, seriously advise them to not um, even think about a new truck, but to get a uh, used truck. But to make sure that it's, uh, you know, a decent truck. It's not, um, you know, a beat up old uh, rust bucket or anything like that. And to make sure it's clean and, uh, you know, there's no ru visible rust and stuff uh, on it. You know, that the paint is decent. It doesn't have to be super shiny or anything like that. But that it's, you know, a decent, well cared for uh, pickup truck. The... Uh, next thing, obviously, that I would recommend is a lawnmower, and I would uh, recommend to them that they get uh, a 21-inch mower 
knowing the size properties that, uh, you know, they'd be dealing with, uh, the city type properties. Um, and I would, um, ask them at least here in Canada with a different pricing and stuff for their equipment. I would ask them to budget at least $2,000 and I would advise them to stick with commercial equipment. Uh, and like say a 21 inch more, I would, um, completely suggest that they get the Honda, uh, HRC 216, um, would be my number one recommendation. I know that the X marks are quite popular. Um, uh, at least they are growing in popularity here. They're probably a lot more popular, uh, south of the border in the United States than they are here in Canada. Though over the last couple of years, they have, uh, gained a lot more traction. I start, I am seeing them more and more often on people's trailers where, you know, when I started out in the business, every landscaping trailer had Honda uh, mowers in them. You could tell by the, you know, the handles sticking up, uh, that they were all Honda mowers. But, uh, now, uh, like I say, the X marks are becoming more popular. Um, based on that, I probably, I wouldn't have any issue, um, with them, uh, getting a, uh, a X mark mower if that's what they were, um, into, um, or if that's what, uh, was more available or had the, uh, uh, say they could get the best deal on, but the Honda would still be my number one choice. Um, only because like I say, based on my experience, um, of 11 plus years, uh, for no other reason, uh, the Honda has just never let me down. Um, it's always been uh, a workhorse, uh, whether mowing weekly or in the rain, um, or, you know, tall, uh, you know, one foot tall lawns, uh, abandoned, you know, sort of, uh, or neglected lawns. You're doing maybe a first cut for that people haven't cut. And it's been like a, you know, a foot tall or something. The Honda has never let me down. So based on that and parts availability at local dealers, uh, knowing that a lot of the small parts and all that sort of stuff is readily available, um, you know, without having to wait for ordering parts that you could quickly be back on the road. If you had a, a breakdown, um, the Honda would be my choice. Now, as far as a trimmer, uh, goes, um, I think my uh, recommendation would be to go with the still brand. Um, now when I first started out, uh, I had a Honda trimmer, uh, and the Honda trimmer is, uh, completely, uh, acceptable. I had the four stroke one. Um, I think it was, uh, a UMK 435, if I remember. Uh, it was one with bicycle style handles on it. Uh, and, uh, you know, like I say, it was, uh, really good, uh, uh, to start out. I originally got it because, watching, um, guys using sort of D handle style trimmers. I noticed that they were hunched over, uh, more, uh, where the D or the ones with the bicycle handles, I noticed uh, it just looked more comfortable. The guys using them were standing up straight. And in that aspect, they are, uh, good. Um, you don't, you don't have to support the weight, uh, with your arms. You've got a harness that you're wearing. 
Um, so there's some pluses and minuses of uh, the two styles. Um, after, I think, about seven or eight years, um, I wore out the Honda um, and uh, eventually the um, uh, the muffler on it uh, came off. The, the bolts holding the muffler came loose. And, um, you know, it was at a really busy time. So I kept trying to tighten it and they would keep coming loose. And eventually I believe the, uh, one of the bolts broke off in the head. Uh, and, uh, so I couldn't get the, um, muffler back on. And it was, uh, you know, as you can imagine, really, really loud. Uh, so I started to use a, a still, um, the uh, the 110 cam 110 model that i had uh with the uh hedge trimming attachment um so i started uh, to use that i had purchased the line trimmer head for it as just a backup to have and uh had that for a few years and never actually used it because i was using the honda so this one time when the uh, the muffler came off again on the honda and the bolt had broken the threads were in there i didn't have a way to pull the threads out i had just put it aside and started using the still with the line trimmer head attachment on it and never looked back. I never even uh, uh, looked at fixing the Honda. I still have the Honda. Um, I haven't even touched it in probably about uh, four or five years now. Um, I just, uh, once I started using the uh, still and I got used to it, it was a bit awkward in the beginning, going from the bicycle handle to a D handle style. But like I say, once I got used to it, um, I just... Uh, uh, completely fell in love with a couple aspects of it. Um, the first being not having to put on a harness. Um, the harness was um, not hard to put on, but uh, it was just one more thing that I always had to take on and off every time I started and finished a job. Um, it became hot uh, because it would press up uh, your shirt up against your skin, wherever you had the, the harness on. Um, and I just liked, you know, the feeling of just wearing my shirt without a harness on top of it. Um, also, um, although not a, a huge deal, um, the Honda required more maintenance because it was a four stroke. Um, and, uh, you know, it had, uh, required oil changes and I, um, uh, it seemed that the oil got a lot, um, dirtier, quicker, than say even the regular lawnmower. So I was constantly doing oil changes. I think I was doing oil changes on that Honda uh, once a week, um, just out of my own uh, sort of uh, uh, wanting to make sure that it was well-maintained. I was just changing the oil every Saturday on the, the Honda, and it wasn't that much oil, but uh, as you can imagine, it's, uh, the quantity is not very big. Um, but uh, like I say, I, using the still and going to... Uh, the two-stroke uh, style, even though it was a four-mix, it still uses two-stroke fuel. There was no longer a need to do oil changes. Um, you know, I just uh, like that, that I didn't have to do an, uh, one more thing on a Saturday, uh, having to worry about doing oil changes and stuff uh, on uh, the trimmer. So it became less maintenance, basically, uh, on the still trimmer. 
Um, the other thing I liked was just having the fact that, uh, you know, I could put the different attachments on it. So I could have the uh, sidewalk edger. I could use it for hedge trimming. I could use it for line trimming. Um, you know, you could get a tiller attachment, you know, there's all sorts of different attachments you can get for the still. So I liked that. I liked uh, that. And it's why I would recommend, um, that particular style machine for somebody just starting out would be to say, invest in a split shaft, split boom type, um, machine like the still you know there's other brands out there um and as long as it's a commercially uh rated machine um you know if you prefer uh echo brand equipment or shindawa um i'm sure they're all fine um but i would suggest um uh, the still just based on my own recommendations and availability here in where I live. Uh, yes, there is the Shindawa. Yes, there's the, um, Echo is available. Um, the Honda is available. Um, but for the split boom, um, the still is just everywhere. Uh, every dealer uh, pretty much carries them. Um, even the, uh, local, uh, John Deere dealer, um, you know, where you can buy your tractors and your uh, even your farm equipment and stuff like that. They all carry uh, the still uh, handheld equipment. That's the only uh, handheld uh, brand that they carry in store. Uh, so the still is the one that I would absolutely recommend. And I would say to get uh, one of the commercial um, split boom models. Mine is the KM110. Again, it's one that I've been using uh, that particular model for, uh, since the inception of my business, basically, um, like I say, I didn't use it originally as the, uh, weed whacker. Um, it was just used, uh, it came with my franchise, uh, equipment package, um, for, uh, the, uh, hedge trimming, uh, feature. So it came with the, uh, articulating hedge trimmer head, uh, on it. Um, but, uh, like I said, I had purchased the line trimmer head on it just as a backup trimmer in case, uh, you know, it seemed like a, a, a pretty easy investment to make into buying the line trimmer head and basically having a second, uh, uh line trimmer in case uh, something went wrong with the Honda. Uh, so that's the, as far as trimmers go, uh, that's what I would uh, recommend, um, if you wanted to, besides getting the line uh, trimmer head attachment, um, I would uh, suggest getting also the straight shaft sidewalk edger attachment for that uh, particular uh, machine. And uh, if you had uh, some money left over um, and you wanted to get into other jobs besides the mowing, then uh, getting one of the hedge trimmer attachments. And I would suggest the articulating head uh, one. So the one that you can um, adjust the angle of the head, I believe is the most versatile. Uh, if your budget doesn't allow it, then uh, maybe just one of the, the straight uh, trimmer head, uh, hedge trimmer head attachments then that don't uh, articulate. Um, there's uh, different... Um, 
thoughts on this. Uh, for me, I really like the articulating head, um, though I know uh, my brother-in-law, who also uh, is in the business as well as some of you guys may have known me uh, talking about him uh, in past episodes. Um, he does have the articulating head, uh, but he doesn't much like it. He would prefer uh, just the straight head to save some weight. Uh, on the unit, uh, he says he never uses his, art, his articulating head uh, in any sort of an angle. He always has it straight anyways and uh, just uses it straight and would uh, probably, if he had to replace it by just a straight one, uh, just due to the fact that it would be cheaper and also uh, would save some weight. Uh, for me, I always use the articulating head uh, on it uh uh, I really like it. Uh, I'm always changing the angle uh, depending on the type of plant or the hedge. Um, and I would, uh, uh, if needed to, uh, like I did after my original ones got all stolen, um, I did in fact replace it again with another uh, of the uh, articulating head um, and uh, would suggest that you do the same. Uh, now, moving on, um, blowers. Now, as many of you know, um, I started out with the uh, backpack, the Still BR500. Um, I originally, when I purchased the franchise, a few cities were starting to implement bylaws on noise um, and uh, particularly leaf blower noise. Um, in the city I was working in and lived in, uh, there was no such bylaw, but the main uh, city, the city of Vancouver, had a bylaw on uh, leaf blower noise, uh, and only leaf blowers with a certain decibel were allowed to be used. So when it came time uh, for my franchise and I had to pick out, um, you know, certain equipment that I wanted, um, I picked the BR500, which is the noise uh, reduced uh, version of their backpack blowers um, based on anticipating that um, some sort of a noise bylaw would also be coming to the suburb where I lived, seeing as the main city uh, also had that bylaw. Well, 10 years later, um, I still don't think there's any bylaw here in the city uh, for a noise. Um, so, um, you know, that wasn't uh, really necessary, but in the end, as far as backpack blowers go, I still think I would go with a BR500. I like the reduced noise. Um, I've been, uh, you know, around a while. I've seen other companies uh, using uh, more powerful units, more noisier units, and it's really... Uh, it really is quite annoying um, when you're just a bystander and listening to the, uh, the leaf boilers. They're just the high pitch, the whininess of them. Um, they get uh, pretty annoying. So I think I would still go with the, the BR500 if I was looking for a backpack blower. Um, on um, what I would recommend to somebody starting out, I would definitely recommend a handheld blower. Um, for one... You know, you're looking at a fraction of the cost. Um, here in Canada, you know, a BR500 is probably in the $500 range. Um, whereas, uh, you know, the uh, 
uh, a handheld blower, a still handheld blower you can get for around 179 for just the blower, but I would suggest to anybody to get the uh, uh, ones that are dual purpose that uh, are also vacuum mulchers. Um, I found it very, very handy um, to have, particularly when uh, having to do cleanup jobs and, uh, you know, having uh, uh, things like gravel or lava rock or river rock and that sort of things to clean up, uh, that uh, being able to uh, convert the machine into sort of a vacuum mulcher um, can be quite handy. Um, Also, it's come in handy as well uh, for me in particular with jobs where uh, I'm not, say, taking uh, debris away to the dump. So if there's, uh, say, a house with, um, say, a tree or something, the leaves are falling, if it's too much for the mower to do, I can always whip out the uh, the blower, convert it into the mulcher, vacuum it up. And uh, because it's uh, mulching, it's reducing that debris uh, and uh, making it uh, a lot easier to clean up and uh, to uh, dispose of uh, in their um, their uh, bins, their waste, green waste bins that we have here in the city. Um, so uh, that's uh, what I would suggest. Now, the one I have, I believe the model number It's a still, and I believe it's the SH56C. Um, I think that's the right model number, just going off the top of my head. But I can say it's the uh, handheld um, blower that converts uh, and comes with the uh, all the attachments necessary uh, to convert it into a uh, mulcher. Um, and uh, like I say, it works great, um, as far as that, that sort of goes. Um, in fact, I used it, um, just yesterday again, actually on my own house. Um, I was trimming some shrubs and stuff in my front yard, some boxwoods, uh, you know, with the boxwoods, the leaves are, uh, are pretty small. There's a bunch of, uh, uh, boxwoods that I have that are on a sort of, uh, uh, lava rock type, uh, uh, garden beds, um, that have, uh, weed fabric and then lava rock on top. And then the boxwoods and, uh, some other uh, various plants there. And I was, uh, shaping them and, uh, all the you know, leaves were getting in there. And with a, you know, vacuum mulcher, if I were to blow, um, I could, uh, you know, be blowing, but then I'd be blowing all the rock, uh, onto the lawn or driveway and such, or with the vacuum, uh, uh, mulcher. I'm able to just throttle the um, the machine just ever so slightly, and it starts to vacuum up the leaves. Some of the rocks get lifted up into the tube, but as long as you're not holding the throttle all the way down, uh, they're just sort of cycling. And uh, you know, as soon as you let go of the throttle, the rocks fall back down, um, and uh, you know, you sort of perfect. Um, a, uh, a system of how you're holding it and how you're throttling the machine to be able to vacuum the rock. And it just uh, does a great job of uh, uh, cleaning up all the debris that you leave behind. So that would be my uh, suggestion for that. So uh, I'm just going to break uh, for a, uh, the podcast announcements and then uh, we'll get back into it. Hey guys, if you have any questions or comments about the show, I'd love to hear from you. You can head on over to lawncarebusinesssuccess.com forward slash contact. 
And while you're there, why not join my mailing list and get access to a free PDF document of a landscape maintenance contract you can feel free to copy and use in your own business. For you Instagram users out there, be sure to follow me at Lawn Care Business Success. And if you haven't checked out my videos yet, well, what are you waiting for? Be sure to subscribe to the Lawn Care Business Success YouTube channel. Now, I know you guys love listening to audio while you work as much as I do, so I've partnered up with Audible to offer you guys a free 30-day trial and two free audiobooks of your choice. There's no long-term commitments, and you can cancel any time. And get this, even if you cancel during your free trial period, you still get to keep the two free audiobooks. It's a great way to try the service and to see if Audible is right for you. So why not give it a try? Head on over to lawncarebusinesssuccess.com forward slash audible. Now back to the show. Okay, so we're back. And uh, just to recap here, what I would suggest, if you're solo, you're thinking about uh, starting your own lawn care business, um, what would I truly recommend um, to uh, guys just starting out if they were, say, my own relatives or something like that, uh, like I mentioned earlier, the advice I would give to recap is uh, get yourself a good, reliable pickup truck. Um, if you're uh, going to be uh, doing this solo, I would say get yourself a pickup, pickup truck. Don't worry about um, having a canopy on it. Um, you know, if it comes with a canopy, hey, that's bonus um, and may work out well um, for uh, the mowing end of it, uh, where you can uh, have your trimmer and your blower and your mower in the back of the truck and you can lock it, uh, in between jobs and stuff like that. Um, uh, but, uh, make sure you have a way to, uh, be able to remove that canopy, uh, so that you can, uh, uh, have, uh, things like mulch and stuff dumped into the back. Um, if you wanted to get a trailer, you could get a small landscaping trailer, but it's not particularly necessary when you're starting out. Um, and remember, I'm focusing here on uh, those dense sort of cities um, where you've got, uh, you know, houses with, uh, you know, lots of around 10,000 square feet or less uh, is where I'm focusing on here in this uh, discussion. So, like I say, a... Uh, Full-size pickup truck of your choice. Doesn't matter whether, you know, GMC or Chevy or Ford or Dodge, whatever your uh, favorite is, uh, they'll all work fine. Uh, just make sure it's a nice, reliable uh, truck. Under no circumstances should you go out and buy a brand new truck. Always look for a used truck. Let somebody else eat that depreciation. Um, you know, one of the worst things you can do starting a new business is to get uh, that crazy into debt. Um, my basic equipment recommendations, like I say, would be find yourself the Honda HRC 216, 21-inch uh, commercial lawnmower. Um you could also substitute that if you're not a Honda fan or you uh, don't have Honda near you. Uh, the next one I would recommend is the Xmark 21-inch more. I think those ones have uh, uh, an aluminum deck on them, uh, so uh, probably quite a bit loud or lighter, I should say. And I think they have Kawasaki uh, motors. Um, 
So that would be an alternative to that. Um, I would also uh, recommend that you get the still uh, split shaft or split boom uh, trimmer. Uh, the one I have is the KM110. You can get the, the uh, KM90, I believe, is the other one uh, for a little bit uh uh, cheaper, but I would get something in that range. Um, and attachments for it, obviously, you'd have to get the uh, line trimmer attachment. And the other uh, uh, must-needed attachment, I would say, is to get the straight shaft uh, sidewalk edger attachment. Um, especially when starting out, if you haven't done a lot of trimming and stuff, it's going to take you a long time to learn to use the machine properly to be able to edge sidewalks using the string. Um, and uh, it can take a lot of practice. Uh, I alternate between the two. If I'm doing uh, edging for the first time, I will do it with the uh, straight shaft edger using the blade attachment. Um, once the edges are cut, and I'm because I'm doing weekly cuts only, I will then maintain it and be able to maintain it um, using the string uh, trimmer attachment. It saves me a step from having to stop once I'm done all the perimeter tr uh, trimming and taking off, uh, uh, say, the trimmer attachment and going to the trailer and getting the uh, straight edge attachment and, or sorry, the yeah, the straight edge attachment and putting that on. Um, you know, I can uh, trim uh, after uh, this many years of doing it. Um, I can trim pretty darn nicely now with the string, um, leaving a very, very uh, similar edge to the uh, bladed uh, edger. Um, and you just get that with practice. Uh, so I can uh, maintain that the rest of the year. Um, like I say, usually for the first few times a year uh, or new customers, I'll use the uh, the actual straight edge attachment. So I would say to invest in one of those. And for a blower, uh, just starting out, I would say get the still handheld uh, blower. Um, the SH-56C is the one I have. It doubles as the mulcher. It comes with the mulching bag and the vacuum tubes and all that sort of stuff. Um, you know, it's not much more. Um, the the blower itself runs in Canada for around uh, $179 uh, with the uh, blower attachments. You know, anywhere from uh, 250 to 279 depending on uh, where you go. Um, so you can see it's just, you know, not that much more, maybe 50 or $60 more. And you get the, the vacuum uh, mulching attachments, very handy to have. Um, and you know, I like machines that are dual purpose like that machines, like the trimmer with the split boom, where it's not just a trimmer that you can throw, you know, an edging attachment on it and, uh, do that. You can, uh, you know, in the future expand, you can get the hedge trimmer attachment and start doing hedges with it. Um, you know, you could get the tiller attachment and be able to uh, till flower beds and small gardens and stuff. Uh, you know, just so just a lot more uh, universal, a uh, lot more purposes for the single machine instead of having uh, multiple machines um, taking up space uh, and all the added cost to those. Um, they are handy, um, especially if you have a larger crew. Um, you know, if you have multiple machines, then you can have guys doing different jobs, but as a solo operator, 
Um, it's not really necessary and it's just added expense and added, uh, um, you know, upkeep on multiple machines. So having, uh, I like just having the one machine and having the different attachments and it's served me well for years. Um, and like I say, the, uh, having the handheld blower, I started off with the backpack blower, uh, once that was stolen, uh, last year, um, you know, I did have, I actually had both before that. Um, I'm sure you guys uh, know that already from listening to past episodes that I had the backpack blower, the BR500. I also had purchased uh, just two years prior to that, the handheld blower to use strictly as the vacuum mulcher um, for uh, rock bed sort of cleanups and that sort of stuff. And, uh, you know, those were both stolen on the trailer. And uh, when it came time to replace it, I had decided to uh, just purchase the handheld blower to get me uh, uh, going quickly while I was waiting for uh, the insurance uh, to uh, pay off and stuff uh, so that I could buy the backpack blower and stuff. But after using it on a daily basis as a a blower for uh, the lawn care end of it, um, you know, I've actually seen that, uh, I actually prefer using the handheld blower now, uh, versus the, uh, uh, backpack blower. The only thing that I can say that I miss about the backpack blower on a daily basis, um, the power of the handheld blower is more than enough for just, uh, grass clippings and stuff that may get on a lawn or driveway, uh, or sidewalk or driveway that I should say. Um, but what I miss is the, the noise ratio that, uh, BR 500 that I had was, uh, uh, you know, I don't know if it's, uh, that much quieter, but it was certainly a lot more mellow of a noise, um, where the, um, uh, handheld blower can get, uh, uh, quite a bit noisier, not as noisy as, some of the larger backpack blowers uh, that I've seen, but um, certainly noisier than the the BR500. Um, but I do enjoy the portability of it. I do enjoy um, being able to uh, transport it easier if I'm having to, uh, say, park uh, down a street uh, to get to a house where the parking may be more limited and being able to push my mower and uh, just more easily take the uh, handheld blower with me. Um, and, uh, I just find it, uh, uh, more of a joy to use. It has a little bit of, uh, um, like I've mentioned before a bit, uh, um, you know, you have to get used to it more. It's a bit s- strains more on your wrist and your hand, uh, due to the centrifugal force when you're first, uh, using it. Um, but no different than, uh, you know, me, for example, going from my original trimmer that had the bicycle handles, uh, and then going uh, to the D handle where, uh, you know, I was uh, slouched over a bit more, uh, you know, you build up that muscle memory. It's a bit sore, a bit awkward at first. Um, but uh, over time, uh, you get to use it. And, uh, now I wouldn't go back. I wouldn't go back to the, the bicycle handle style of having to wear a harness and all that sort of stuff. Um, and I wouldn't go, I don't think back to a backpack blower for daily mowing, um, and, uh, uh, you know, it's just more than enough to use a handheld blower. I see now, uh, you know, thinking back to, um, um, YouTube videos and, uh, uh, geek to freak, um, when he had his channels up, he used to talk about that as well, that, uh, I think he would always use the handheld blowers for mowing, uh, and then, um, 
he would use the uh, backpack blower he had, but he would have it in his garage for most of the year until it came time for uh, leaf cleanups and stuff. And that's when he would uh, pull out the backpack blower and use the extra power and stuff to, uh, uh, you know, help with the, the the leaf leaf piles and all that sort of stuff. So I think that's it for uh, this week. So if you're starting out, uh, you know, basically a pickup truck, a, a split boom shaft trimmer, um, with a couple of attachments and a handheld blower, uh, will get you on your way, um, to a new lawn care business and a new lifestyle of, uh, being your own boss and, uh, you know, getting out there and getting it done. Um, with that particular setup, I see no reason why um, you shouldn't be able to make at least a thousand dollars each and every week at a minimum um, mowing lawns uh, during the uh, lawn season, lawn cutting season uh, in your area. That should be a, a pretty attainable goal um, to make a thousand dollars a week. Um, so I think that's it for this week. Uh, here's to wishing you guys all overwhelming success and freedom in your lawn care business. Bye for now.